Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Anne and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co-host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. Welcome to the Grit and Gravitas podcast studio. Annie Carnathan, we have an amazing special guest today. This is episode 14. We've passed the high water mark. <laughs> I, it, it's, it's, it's incredible what uh, traction this has gotten, the impact this has had. Can't agree with you more about our powerful guest. And I just feel like what an embarrassment of riches for the people that have agreed <laughs> to sit down and spend time with us. So uh, we're back at it. We might as well be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so Patty Husick, president and CEO of Centric Bank. Uh, I don't know anyone in Pennsylvania that would not know your name, but we are honored to have you join us. And uh, we're collecting a pretty impressive group of women in high gear. You're at the top of that list. And we're super excited to have you. So welcome. Well, thank you, Anne, and thank you, Annie. I am so excited to be here today with both of you and to enjoy our conversations. And for me, this was Home Run Friday to do this. So thank you. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to start us out with a little bit of tidbit, uh, tidbit of information, kind of a did you know. You might not know, and Patty, you might have forgotten. Patty and I met way back. Mm. Oh, uh, I do remember. (laughs) She had awesome shoes is really how the conversation started. She brings it. 2007, Patty, we were, uh, uh, happened to be honored as uh, two of Pennsylvania's best 50 women in business. It was a crazy high gear moment for me. Of course. Uh, That is where we met. I unearthed a photo of us uh, recently from that event. And I thought it was just a cool reflection of where we've come, what, 14 years later? Look at look where you've taken Centric Bank over the one billion asset mark, one point two billion is it now? Yes. Uh, grew the bank to one hundred and thirty five, thirty seven employees. Um, I think that says something about Pennsylvania that we really are a great business environment for women who bring it and we have high gear ideas and take our innovation to the next level. So kudos to you on that. Well, and and one of the gravitas parts of it, and and Patty probably isn't going to say it, she's very modest, very humble, but she's one of the most powerful women in in finance in in the country. And when you think about that from nothing to that, in that industry, with the big banks, with the competitive, finding that niche, 
So it is astounding. And we don't need to qualify. It's it's an enormous accomplishment for a woman. It it it's astounding enormous for anyone right. who would have accomplished it. So let's just get that out of the way. Um, <laughs> you know, without qualifying that. So great. So our theme, Patty, is uh, savvy spirited stories of success. Oh, love that. And uh you are an incredible success story, but I, I know that there's so much more below the surface. As an incredible woman in business, one of the 25 most powerful women in banking in the United States, you're a role model. Many women have followed your trajectory. You probably would be the first to say, you know, it wasn't all roses getting from where you started to 2021. Can you give us a little backstory on, on what... Um, how would you define the grit part of your journey and, and what kind of skills did you need to, to reach the executive leadership that you have? Oh, happy to share that. And um, I don't know if we'll have enough time to talk about that, but I'll <laughs> think about, about this. I'll we'll think bring about, you back. Yes. Yes. It's our yeah. show. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> sure. Happy to do so. It, it's funny as you, you know, as sometimes as you think back, it seems, first of all, it seems like yesterday in yeah, some ways, but other days it seems it's been so long. Um, but you're right. No, it hasn't been all roses. And, you know, if sometimes, you know, I think people think that it was and it was an easy path. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Far from it. Right. Uh, not an easy path. And, you know, when I think back in, you know, some of the beginning days as, you know, the four of us were looking, we were raising the, the funds. Yeah. We were, you know, to acquire the bank. And, you know, when I look at it now, that was the easy time. Um, it, it didn't seem so at the time right, to right. raise $12 million over 58 days and to close, you know, a transaction yeah. on a financial institution uh, in, in less than 120 days. And as you put up your own at-risk monies, knowing yeah. if you don't do it and you don't complete it, you lose it all. Um, oh you know, me personally, what I liquidated, it was the, the bulk of what my assets, of course, other than my home, things right. like that. So it is, it's believing in yourself, but as I look at it today, that was the easy part. You know, from there, um, after we rebranded the bank, right. uh, it was turning around the bank. It was a troubled financial institution. And, you know, it was about a year or so before the financial crisis hit. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> not what? exactly the best my landscape to do that. No, my crystal ball probably wasn't very. Uh, <laughs> a little cloudy. <laughs> yeah, it was a little cloudy. And so looking at that, you know, would any, would I have done that again, you know, today, knowing all those things, you know, I have no doubt I would have. Would right. there be something sure you do different? I think anybody is you, you have the clearest divisions, the Monday morning quarterbacking, right, right. but, you know, through the time, you know, navigating those challenges, those hurdles. So navigating through a financial crisis mm -hmm. and knowing there was one particular time, knowing as we were under an enforcement action, you know, from the prior institution and working to exit that. And we thought we had that all accomplished and all resolved and the financial crisis hit and you couldn't get a hold of your bank regulator. No or, playbook for that. No. And it was the point of, you know, you almost you were too small to matter because there were bigger fish to fry, and that's where their focus and time and attention was on. And and of course, thinking about what failures could happen at the largest of banks, right. and, and you know, you understand that maybe of a more logically way, you know, where they needed to invest their time. But yeah. I knew for Centric, 
we needed to get out of this enforcement. We had had elevated capital yeah. and all their constraints. It was a handcuff. Right, um, right. But it, it was the goal of making it a safe and sound bank, right? And we believed that we rectified all that. So once I knew that path, you know, we had a detour in the road. Yeah. And I had to figure out what the path was. And from that path, it was, you know, turning around, is it changing a bank charter, which isn't an easy thing right. to do. But knowing that we had to do that in order to make the bank a success. Sure. So I'd say, you know, that was a, a big challenge. Yeah. And it was truly uh, a key to, you know, unlocking to making Centrics, uh, helping us grow and maybe really that pathway and the difference maker of, you know, were we successful or would we eventually maybe had to shut our doors yeah. that we couldn't continue to grow. But during the course of it and overall, when I think of more of a, some personal challenges, um, you think about being a female CEO in a highly male dominated industry. Um, th there were challenges among the ways. And, you know, first of all, you know, you, you take a look amongst your colleagues and your peers and sometimes, you know, maybe at different trade events, conferences, right. and you're next to the only female sure. in PA. There's about 5% females. And that's similar through the whole U.S. For bank CEOs, the that's 5%. Correct. That's correct. Uh, at first, some of my male colleagues were not very welcoming. Uh, in there. I'm but, shocked. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> but you needed to have the thick skin yes. and, and and to have those calluses. And I guess I was fortunate I had some calluses built up yeah. in over the years, but you had to have the thick skin to keep going back and to continue to be involved. And, and I did. And even though there may have been, as you proceed to talk to people yeah. that may, you know, may have answered your questions and walked away from you, and this happened on and on and on. And, but you know what, it was kind of like a boomerang. I kept going back and, you know, I ended up forming some really strong relationships, you know, but at times, you know, over, you know, over the years and meetings, you know, you would feel that a bit. You, you're talking to prospective individuals, maybe those who don't know you and you get the question, so what branch do you, are you in charge of? So some of those things, but you have to have resilience right. and you have to have a thick skin right. and not to let those things bother you. So I I think, you know, those are some of the challenges along the way. Um, you, you need to be confident in yourself and exude the confidence. Maybe if you don't even feel that on the inside yeah. at all, you need to exude that confidence. You need to, as you know, you're the CEO and you need to exude that oh, confidence yeah. and you need to bring it every single day. Um, and you need to bring that game face. And are you brave? Or are you acting brave? Because 100% of your organization is looking at you. And no one's looking at you mm -hmm. more closely than you're looking at you. Right. Right. No one is is a tougher judge of women, in my opinion, than ourselves. Right. Right. On so many different levels. So looking at that grit, did you always want to be in banking? Was that something that you <laughs> migrated to? Mm -hmm. Was it something that that, you know, you're five years old, mm -hmm. I wanna mm -hmm. I wanna be a banker mm -hmm. or how did yes. that how did that happen? It's funny you asked that, Annie, and uh, no, I didn't want to be a banker. So my view, my goals as I was growing up, never was, I want to be a banker when I grow up. I want to be a CEO. No, it was not. And there was actually two paths of something that I really wanted to do. First and foremost, I wanted to be a pediatrician. Isn't that awesome? And that was where my passion <laughs> really? was. That is what I wanted to do. I did not know that about Patty yes. Husick. <laughs> the pediatrician was one. And uh, you know what? 
what was instrumental in helping me change my mind, um, you know, my parents more so, I'd say my father, and from him, you know, they were very realistic, very practical individuals. You know, my father, you know, especially grew up through the depression area. So it was about, you know, being practical. It was thinking about something that, you know, very dead adverse, you know, all those things. At that point that women could do. And it wasn't necessarily, he was, they were always supportive that you could do anything that you wanted. But I'll That's never, huge. They were. They were supportive of that. Both of them didn't go yeah. to college. My parents, you know, my father quit school when he was in fifth grade um, because his father died and to support his family. That's amazing. And, you know, the strength there. But he always he always supported us, my sister and I. And he wanted a better life, you know, wanted us to go to college. But, you know, it was always about stability. And, you know, stability and for him, you know, thought that I was great in math. And he says, you know, I think accounting is a great field that, you know, you should explore that I think you'd do well in it. You know, if you're CPA, people always need somebody who's taking care of their money and helping businesses, individuals. And so I still pursued on that path. I never forget the day uh, um, different college, you know, booklets came home and I was requesting them. And one was from University of Pennsylvania. And that so happened that day he got the mail. (laughs) And so he was glancing through it and glanced to the tuition page. And I was very fortunate. My my parents had paid for my education and he threw threw it out and said, I'm not going to pay for this. And he said, you need to seek another occupation. Brought it up again. Well, my other idea, so this was my second idea is, and before it was Vogue, I wanted to I, I wanted to be a wedding planner before I knew what a wedding planner was. I wanted to have a bridal okay, shop. Okay, I'm gobsmacked for the second time. I'm gobsmacked for the this second is, uh, time. Did you know about Patty yeah. Husick? Because nobody will know those two tidbits And it just, there. it brings into light the show of how would we know mm-hmm. if, if, if we weren't asking, right? right? Yeah. And this is so fascinating. To me, um, a little bit again about me, I'm an eternal, I'm a romantic, uh, you know, when I think about being to help somebody at the the key and the heart of a day of where they want to spend the rest of their lives with someone. And to me, I wanted to do back then, it wasn't just helping them with the bridal dress there. It was to do the whole thing before I knew it was, you know, wedding planner. I wanted to be the person helping that day be so memorable on to be at that. And that again was a, let's take a look back at the accounting. (laughs) And you know what? I was one who is, uh, for the most part, I, I did. I it was a good daughter. I listened to my yeah. parents. Uh, for the most part, I did. Every now and then <laughs> veered off, but I did. And, you know, during, I went to high school, Bishop McDevitt. I took accounting classes. I uh, did well in those. I did well academically, uh, very well. And so I finally said, okay, Dad, I hear you. Uh, that's the path that I'm going to proceed with. And that is the the, the main reason that I changed. And, you know, am I unhappy that I did those things? No, I'm not. I mean, I, you know, started my career out in, you know, with a CPA firm and I loved it. It it gave me an opportunity to work primarily in banking, auditing banks, but so many other different organizations and, you know, helped you, you know, you, you know, had an opportunity to, um, you know, meet, you know, other businesses, Mm -hmm. but banks, but it was, you know, municipalities, et cetera. And, but also to learn to adapt really quickly and to understand, is it their systems and which I think really helped sharpen those skill sets that you had, um, which then led me into banking. But the funniest point is 
my parents just absolutely, when I was leaving to go to banking, and it was tough to leave the CPA firm. I loved Greena Walt and Company. Mike Greena Walt was a huge, huge mentor That's not to me. an easy test to just yeah. pass either, yeah. which, you know, I'm like allergic to tests and yes. stuff. But <laughs> wow, too. that's a tough, that's a tough test. But Mike took me under his wing and primarily worked on all banks there, you know, had other things, but, and it was really hard to leave. Yeah. You know, he was my first, you know, career mentor, mentor, you know, in the workplace. And I remember, it's funny, talking to my parents again and the encouragement to move on to banking, their perception, they love banking. They felt it was a very honorable career. Um, and that comparison, not that CPAs and accounting yeah. wasn't. Um, they were so proud. Um, you know, they loved to go to the banks. They did. They, they were one of those who went so often and it just, I still can sit here and see that they're not here, but you know, with us anymore, but the face is beaming when I said I was going to join a bank. You can hear it. That's you awesome. can yes. hear it today in you. So the grit from you clearly mm. is a DNA. You you inherited yes. that from both parents and I yes. know your grandparents were first generation immigrants. That's correct. correct. Uh, so that kind of, you know, your father only having an education to say fifth grade. And then I know that he worked several jobs and his immersion into you and your sister's life to say, you know, just steering you different ways. That's, mm -hmm. that's amazing. Another special part of this story that hasn't been uh, quite revealed yet is you're doing this and growing the bank. Your skin in the game is an extraordinary risk. Uh, I know because I know you that there was no plan B for that, but you are a, a young single mother while you are doing this. I think that is fascinating. First of all, any women out there listening, you know, don't uh, <clears throat> forget your high gear goals. Mm -hmm. You made it happen. Talk us through a little bit of that journey. What were you feeling at the time when you're one of the only female co-founders of a bank <clears throat> and then you launch it? Like how crazy scared were you? It's funny and you didn't have time then to be afraid. Good point. You didn't. You didn't have time to be afraid. You know, I remember there were certain things that, you know, I, I did. I questioned myself. And I think a lot of women do that if you don't check every single box, mm. you know, you sit and you question, can I really do this? That's a good point. And you know what? The things that you need, and when I think about the skill sets and things, I think you can teach yourself. So, for example, my career, I never, you know, I wasn't a commercial lender where yeah. you see, you know, a number of CEOs come up in banking. They were a commercial lender. I wasn't a commercial lender, but knowing that I needed to know how to make loans, number yeah. one, you know, the, the meeting with customers and prospects, but the whole behind the scenes with the banking, what you need to know to evaluate, how you structure, all those things. Right. What I did is I taught myself at night. So that I don't want to be in a room and saying, I didn't know what yes. I was doing. So Good those point. skills you could teach yourself. But the other things that I felt that I had that were taught foundationally by my, again, going back to my parents, mm -hmm. and maybe it necessarily wasn't true when I say career advice about truly in the, in the workplace, but what they taught me was, you know, first of all, it's about, you know, then we didn't have the word grit, right? right. But it was about, you know, um, you know, being resilient. It was to work hard, to have that work ethic, the integrity, and the thing of never, ever giving up. And if I didn't have those skill sets and, and that really ingrained in me, yeah. I should say, and learned, and I've seen that, you know, from both of my parents, mm -hmm. 
I don't believe I would have been able to survive with that. Again, skill sets, you know, you can teach yourself right. how to, you know, the background to make a loan. I mean, you know, I knew, you know, financials, which is key. You knew how to impact yeah. the bottom line, you know, what's going to impact your revenue, your expenses, and how to, you know, deliver a return. I knew that. I knew risk management. I knew right. IT. But the things I didn't know, for me, a bit of a perfectionist, for me, I needed to ensure at nights, that's what I was doing nights, weekends, and I was getting myself up to speed. I didn't want to feel embarrassed in a room that I yeah. didn't know. And maybe that's something that was more on me, um, that I wanted to ensure, hey, I knew what I was doing. And, and I did. And then I, I mean, I, to whatever, how many hours, not only in the day, I went home and worked for hours and probably for a lot of years, yeah. you know, doing that four hours of sleep. And the intangible is what is what enabled you to do that. And we talk about this all the time. Women, and you are a perfectionist. We we all are. We're leaders. We're constantly risking, right? Every single decision, every yes. single hire, every single promotion, every single aspect of what we do is under a microscope. If you're, if, if you're a leader and we all are. And so what I sort of like, you're, you're a mom too, and you want to be a great mom. You don't want to go, oh, that's good enough over here. Right. I mean, <laughs> no. and so let's not forget to Anne's point to start that is you have a son. I do. And I have, yeah. I have, I have, we, we have one miracle son mm -hmm. and I constantly say to people, you mm -hmm. know, the, the Deltas, Anne has grandbabies mm -hmm. and my son is 16 and I'm for now, like going to be home when he's home and I'm going to say no. And I'm going to say, no, nope, no, nope, not yet. Timing right. isn't right. And mm -hmm. so, and so talk about that because in your heart, and I'll just tell everyone, mm -hmm. you have a really big heart. Mm -hmm. What, what was that reconciliation and how do we, as women say, we're not going to be perfect at everything every day. That's the million dollar question. It is because every day I still struggle with that. I do. I'm not going to say, you know, some days are better than others at that. Um, Retrospectively, Patty? In other words, back then? Well, then. You're saying oh, looking back. Looking right. back. You're correct. saying looking back. Oh, sure. You have a wildly successful son. Right. Oh, and. That you're yeah. enormously proud of. I sure am. I am. He is my one and only. He's my baby, even though he's 31, but he's, he's still, he's my six foot two baby. Right. But, um, hey, cheers to young men. Can we just say that we have oh, five sons, mm -hmm. uh, oh, between yes. the three of us here. We love men. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> cheers mm -hmm. to, yes. to really bright young men, yes. but and strong moms and women in business. So it's been since, you know, I was a single mom since my son was four. And so it's been a, a so long number of years. that's the entire growth of the bank. The whole, yes. the whole time. And even before, you're, before my career You're journey. juggling, mm -hmm. as you're deciding, I'm going to yes. invest the retirement, which is his future too, yes. back then. That, that's major. She's Just, it. That, that's, mm -hmm. Talk about grit, Patty. Oh, my word. But over the years, sure, you think about, you know, things you needed to get done. But in the end, I remember some days, you know, him being in a sleeping bag you know, in the office with wow. me till wow. I needed to get things done. And that, you know, was when he was younger at a, at a past, mm -hmm. you know, at, at past when I was at Pennsylvania State Bank, when I was in on Saturdays, I mean, it was one thing I remember, he remembers it. He used to deliver help Bill Freeman, who was the CEO there. He would help him, you know, hand out, he went to the post office with him, help him deliver, you know, out, you know, Aww. the mail. Yeah. But I think as a single mom, you're, you're so hard on it. And not just single moms, I think moms, 
you know, that work outside the home are, are hard on ourselves. It's that guilt the guilt some days that, you know, you think, you know, am I there enough? I'm not the mom there that's home after school. And, you know, when he was younger, you know, think again, my parents helped out so much. And so did, you know, my, you know, mother-in-law and father, they helped out so much there. And I'm so grateful for that. But, you know, as the continuation and the getting to the teenage years of such important years. Well, he was an athlete too, correct? He was. He played football and baseball. And and I remember, and again, it goes to that perfectionist. It's like, well, I'm not going to miss a game ever. Mm. Well, you tried your hardest. I'll never forget there was one game, and it was a football game, and it was in State College. And it was a, um, I'm trying to think it was a JV game, but it was, you know, it's earlier in the afternoons. And my goal was to get there, and there's something that kept coming up. Well, I raced to get there, hit construction, got lost. I made it with 10 minutes to spare in the game. That's it. So, and, and, you know, it's funny and the fun, and, you know, as we're so hard on ourselves and that, you know, you want to be there every single moment you think, gosh, they're going to never forget this. It's going to impact them. And you know what my son said to me, mom, why did you drive all this way for a short period of time? Because that's okay. He said, you're there for the majority, if not, you know, the majority of my things. And he said, I know you're there with me in spirit. And, you know, he says, don't be so hard on yourself. So he actually, you know, taught me that and that, you know, but it's still, it's hard to think I can't be there for every single thing. And, you know, you wanted, I wanted to be the super mom. I didn't want, you know, to be the, have that child who's going to think about in his thirties and thinking, gosh, I really wish my mom was there. Um, but you know, other things that, you know, retrospect, then I would think, you know, that was tough on him and I'm asking him to do these things. But today he thanked me for it. So he was probably one of the few kids in his school growing up at either Holy Name or at Bishop McDevitt. He was cooking. Yeah. He was helping do laundry and, you know, or is it cutting the grass? And he was such an incredible helper to me you know, the level of support. Um, you know, there might have been some grumbling at the time yeah. saying, you know, none of my friends have to do this, mom. And I said, I need your help. Yeah. And, but he says it today when he went away to college, he said, you know, his other, you know, is he's cooking in their apartment, et cetera. Yeah. And he says, my other roommates did not have cook <laughs> certain things. And he said, so thank you. And he's, and he always, you know, where he says it today, it says, you know, he's so supportive and he appreciates, you know, the things that he, you know, learned along yeah. the way. But all in those years, you know, I didn't see that coming out of it. You know, I was thinking that, you know, he wasn't having that normal quote unquote childhood that, you know, and having a more carefree, you know, and did it force him to grow up sooner, you know, than most kids did. But uh, in so many ways, I think today that helped him. Yeah. And you, you know, I say this often, I heard it in a, in a homily in in mass says your rear view mirror is the size it it is and your windshield is the size that it is. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you look in your rear view mirror every once in a while to know what's back there. Mm But wow, you're driving this way. And I will tell you that the relationship I have with my son, Mm -hmm. and unequivocally I know the relationships you both have Mm -hmm. with your sons, is that of an adult now. Mm -hmm. And you can't manufacture Mm -hmm. that. You can't you can't go back mm-hmm. and get a mm-hmm. make good and right. a do over. And we have extraordinary relationships with our son. And honestly, Patty, from the very beginning, 
I thought, you know, I think if the relationship is what I, I really hope it will be, he wants me to be happy. Mm-hmm. He wants me to be fulfilled, you know, and, and to thrive. And it's just about when I travel now, you know, is, is it good? Here's when I'll be back. Here's what, you know, and I think there's just been an enormous amount of independence around that. And I just wouldn't want you as a woman to ever go back and say that could be better because the proof today is the relationship you have with him as an adult. He's still, I mean, my son is still one of the most interesting people mm-hmm. I'd ever want to be with. And Annie, you're exactly right. You know, through it, you know, as you know, going through it, you know, you had the questions and where you doubted sure, yourself sure. and the guilt, but no, today, the man that he's become the relationship of how close him and I are, um, and as I hear from maybe some other friends, et cetera, it, it, I just, I don't hear to that level of closeness. And they even say to me that the bond that you have, and, and we do, we have such a strong bond and exactly. he, the talking, <laughs> yes. what he shares, yeah. you know, with me, um, you know, when he has a challenge, not to say he's, you know, somebody who's running to, yeah. you know, his mom all the time, but especially when there's those, those key points in his mm-hmm. life. Um, he talks them through and he wants, you know, I want to hear what you think, mom. And that is deep respect for you. It it is. And, you know, he, he is always, you know, he, he always tells me, says, I'm so proud of you, mom. And, you you know, that just, you you know, your heart, um, you know, how much it it touches your heart and makes your heart so happy. So no, I, I wouldn't change it, but, and the bond, it is, um, it's priceless to me. He's been on the entire journey. He has. And to, to, to really just look out at the significance of that. And I, at one point, you know, depending on when we, you know, we drove to school his entire, now he drives himself, which I just missed the time. And I would say to him one morning, well, you know, I don't know a lot about that. He goes, mom, I talk to you or <laughs> any of my friends talk to their mom. And I went, boom. All right. I'll take it. Yes. Right. Cause it'd never be yeah. enough. Just, right. just, just say something and I'm, I'm riveted. So it was um, tough when he went away to school. I have to say, because, you know, he was my only one when he left, because it was him and well, I. He was probably your biggest fan. All those years. You know, rising yes. to the top. Boy, that's coming. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. I'm not gonna... It was tough emotionally. And, you know, it was a lot of those tears would just start happening. And he's like, oh, mom, this is embarrassing. Please stop. And <laughs> But it was a little. And, and finally, and you know what I can appreciate, because... You know, we can have this conversation. So it was, I don't know, after the first week at school or so. And I may have yeah. been texting a lot or calling a lot. Maybe. You know, who knows? <laughs> Not going to actually quantify <laughs> that. He finally said, you know, Mom, he said, I, you know, I, I miss you too. He said, but, you know, maybe he says, maybe we could keep it to X, yeah. you know, and he's a little over the top. Because they're never not going to answer you. And, yeah. and they, You're they, right. They have too much love and respect right. for you. Yeah. So, so, and, so, so, yeah, so I pulled it back. <laughs> this has gone incredibly like fast. We're at time. Yep. And oh. we say with every guest, you have to come back. So Patty now has to come back too. Because I haven't we, even scratched the surface. Well, we I, have, we, Patty has thrown some like little tiny grenades out there of, uh, deeper things about your life that mm-hmm. that nobody will know. So you heard it here first on Grit and Gravitas. We can <laughs> well, say and that. your bravery to share it is really the vulnerability around what women don't do enough of the time. Right. In in my mm-hmm. opinion, agreed. You know, and so we just need to be more human. So we ask every guest, Patty, to uh, share one piece of high gear advice. So it might be something you learned along this amazing path to. Uh, founding Centric Bank and your uh, CEO in the C-suite, 
or it could be something you would tell your younger self. Mm-hmm. So what uh, we're we're interested to hear what would be your piece of advice. So are you talking about growth personally, business wise, or either, either or? What comes to mind immediately? Which one? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, there's a little bit of both there, and if we'll take both, okay, great. <laughs> I, I say the first and the personal note. Um, you know, don't have the guilt. Yeah. Don't don't doubt yourself. Don't let it rob um, you. Don't because you know what? There's no redos. Don't don't have yeah. the guilt though, and beat yourself up along the way because it does. It takes a lot out of you, and nobody's perfect. And and trying to be the perfect in every single area of your life, you can't. I think you got to do the best you're going to do, right. um, and to the things that matter the most, your family. First yeah. in your career, yeah. um, to me, that's first and foremost. And I wish somebody would have said, you know, d- don't don't be don't feel guilty over right. that because you're doing a great job. Good. Um, and number two, when I think about a career, you know, within the career advice, and you know, as I said before, women wait till they check every box. Yes. You know, don't don't wait till you check every box. And I think from there, you know, you're you have a number of those, you know, experience things, but there's others you can grow. You know, you can learn. Right. You can grow into, and you have those other qualities that you know that that grit, that perseverance, mm-hmm. that you'll have the work ethic and pursue your dreams and work hard to get there, you know, don't hesitate. And to make that ask of someone, so don't hesitate and say, well, gosh, I didn't check every box. I'm going to wait till I do. You might be waiting your entire career. Don't wait. Um, Believe in yourself and take the courage and the leap of faith and put your, you know, put your hat in the ring and make the ask. Make it okay. happen. You Absolutely. heard it here at Grit and Gravitas. Love so. many, trust few, always row your own canoe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Savvy, spirited stories yes. of success. It doesn't get more successful in Pennsylvania for Patty Husick, uh, president and CEO of Central Bank. So we're going to have you back. We hope you'll join us again and uh, have a high gear Friday. Powerhouse. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Patty. you. Thrilled to be here and can't wait to come back. Good. Thank Thanks. You. Thanks for listening. It's our desire that these stories will bring energy, ideas, and fresh thinking that you can use today. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram and have a high gear day. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com.